Welcome back. It's me, the Susan Anime, and you are listening to Sloth Under the Sea with me. And we will be talking about movies, TV shows, books, fun holidays, everything from other countries to does this still hold up to this day? From, like, rub brats to, like, as told by Ginger, to Movie Monday, to True Creepy Things Tuesday, to whatever I feel like talking about, because this is my podcast, and I hope you all will stay and listen to me and have some good old-fashioned podcast fun, and we'll try to stay as calm as we can, but let's get into it, and let's all have some fun listening, and you can also see me sometimes on YouTube doing my podcast as well. Okay, here we go. just want to say that true crime cases are something that I've been reading about and I want to say that I don't mean any harm or disrespect or anything and sometimes the cases can be really really scary but I try to do true crime and creepy things Tuesday so this recording might be up twice and I just want to say I don't mean any harm, disrespect, or any hurtfulness. I'm just giving you the facts of the cases and letting everyone know that this is what I found. This is a case people have been talking about. This is a case that people are thinking about. I have looked into a lot of cases and I don't want to just, I don't want anyone to feel disrespected. If I say their name wrong, you can try to correct me. I might try to be able to pronounce it right. I might not be able to did my learning problem but I just want to say that I don't mean any disrespect to anyone ever and I hope that you all understand that I'm just giving you the facts and sometimes I may or may not give you my opinion or I could just tell you like hey this is my opinion based on what they are saying like not even a I know this personally but like more of a like a this is what people are leaning towards and do I agree or disagree but a lot of the time I don't really know so I'm going to say like this could be my opinion but I really don't know them personally or know the case personally so it really is like a 
this is what has been said so this is what the opinion of other people have been and I hope y'all understand that I don't mean any disrespect harm and I do not suggest you do any of this stuff that people have done and I hope that this stuff doesn't continue to happen and I hope y'all enjoy the cases and I hope y'all learn from them more importantly and I hope you all understand better that hey this is what happens let's be careful let's learn from this let's learn from this let's try to get a new law in let's try to do this let's try to keep it from happening again okay I just wanted to get a disclaimer that this episode may contain conspiracy theories about weed growth spoiler could be mature please do not listen if you do not want to have any spoilers. I am reviewing different shows, movies, TV shows, so if you do not want to hear any spoilers, please exit now. And I hope you all enjoy this podcast. I'm ready and excited to get going. Okay, today. The content could be a little more mature for audiences, so please, ask someone before listening to this video. It's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults or for those who get permission. So, you're probably like, wait a minute, I've heard the story about a different name. Well, I guess congrats, you figured it out because it took me a minute myself. The kidnapping of Kamoa Mobley is a different story. Kind of. Very much kind of. Peter was found guilty for kidnapping Carlina and was sentenced to 12 years in prison. Carlina Renee White, born July 15th, 1987. So, you wonder why we have to wear, like, wristbands that connect with the baby now? Because I did, because I was a teenage mom, and I was like, wait, why'd I have to wear this bracelet? Well, now I know. Because of these two cases right here, and probably more. Kids being stolen from hospitals is one of them. Also known as Nedra Nancy, Nedra Na Nettie Nancy. From the movie, it said she wanted to go by Nettie. Is an American woman who solved her own kidnapping and was reunited with her biological parents 23 years after being abducted as an infant. The case represented one of the longest known gaps in an un- unparental abduction in which the victim was reunited with the family in the United States. For years, Carlina was living with a woman who she thought was her mother, who was in fact her kidnapper. She was portrayed by Kiki Palmer in Lifetime film Abducted, the Carol Car Carlina White story. Carlina was 19 days old when her parents, Joy and Carl Thompson took her to the hospital with a fever of 104. 
Fahrenheit or 40 C. If I am ever in another country, I'm going to burn something down because we go by Fahrenheit. I don't know what C is. On August 4th, 1987, she was... She had swallowed fluid during her delivery and had an infection. A woman reportedly dressed as a nurse had confronted the parents at the hospital, but was not a hospital employee. The woman had been seen around the hospital for three weeks prior to the abduction. The baby disappeared during the early morning around 2 a.m. where the shifts were changing. The hospital had video surveillance, but at the time it was not working. There was no way of knowing what the other woman in white looked like except for the description given by Joy. White and Carl Tarson. I'm not sure how to say your last name. I'm so sorry. The baby had been receiving inter antibiotics when between 2.30 and a.m. and 3.55 a.m., someone removed the IV line and abducted her. A guard said a woman matching the, the suspect's description left the hospital at 3.30 a.m. and that no infant was visible. Although the baby could have been concealed in the heaviest woman's smock, heavyset woman's smock. The case was the first known infant abduction from a New York hospital. Carlina Renee White was raised as Nedra Nettie Nancy by Anne Padaway in Connecticut, just 50 miles. White attended Thomason Hooker School and graduated from Warner Harding High School in Bridgeport. Petty Anne and White later moved to Atlanta, Georgia. White grew suspicious during her teens that Anne was not her biological mother because of her inability to provide a birth certificate. In 2005, when White was pregnant with her daughter, she requested Anne obtain her birth certificate so she could get health insurance. Anne required a forged birth certificate, which White attempted to use as proof of, of um, identity so she could obtain the health insurance, but the officials told her the document was forged. Later that evening, in a state of shock, White confirmed Anne, who broke down and confessed that she was not White's biological mother. The revelation was not entirely surprising to White, as she had begun to notice that she did not share physical traits with Anne. Anne lied and told her White that she had been abandoned by a drug addict. At age 23, White used website search such as the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, where she found the image of the kidnapped Carlina resembling infant photos of herself as Nedra and those of her daughter, Samoya 
Samoy. She called the center's hotline and was able to contact her birth family. DNA proofing confirmed in January 2011 that she was the missing Carlina White. Investigations and legal proceedings. In 1987, New York Police Department detective questioned a woman in Baltimore who witnessed had identified as having been seen in the hospital without apparent results after the confirmation that Nettie Nancy was Carlina White. The Federal Bureau of Investigation began a search for Ann Padaway. The state of the limitations for the state kidnapping law had expired in New York, but there is no statute of limitations for the federal law on kidnapping. An arrest warrant for Ann Padaway was issued by the North Carolina Dep Department of Corrections on January 21, 2011, for violating her probation from a convicted conviction for attempting embezzlement. Anne turned herself into the FBI office at Bridgeport on the morning of January 23, 2011. Aftermath. Upon being reunited with her biological parents, Carlino White, attorney advised, oh, attorney advised her to ask them about the cash settlement from the hospital. Julie White and Carl both confirmed that most of the money had been spent during the years before the reunion and that a trust fund that had been established was obtained only if Carlina had been found before the age of 21. Julie White later stated that there had been a falling out over the issue of the money. In May 2011, public defender Robert said that he met Carlina White during preparation for Anne's trial and that White agreed to testify on Anne's behalf. By the following July, White became as triggered from her biological parents. However, several months later, she connected both of her biological parents individually. Having had a bit more time to process the situation, she later publicly stated that the issue over the settlement funds was just a misunderstanding. While Carlina White is her legal name, as it appears on official documents, she says that she will continue to go by Nettie in public since it was neither the name her biological parents gave her nor the name to her by, given to her by the woman who raised her, but rather is the name I gave myself. I actually totally understand that. Here's the thing. I ever wonder if her and Kamaya Mobley whatever connects somehow because their cases are so much alike. It is terrifying. And let me tell you, I could talk to about this tomorrow for my true creepy things Tuesday because that's just truly creepy how close they are. Nettie Nancy is 24 but can seem much younger. Her hair dangles in long wild braids over enormous golden metal metal line earrings on her hand tattooed in thick 
Scripps is her daughter's name, Samaya. She's my miracle baby, Nettie tells me. If it wasn't for me getting pregnant, this never would have came out. She is referring to the discovery she made. One so dramatic, it upended her life and the lives of the people closest to her. She spent much of her past year both embracing what she learned and trying to wish it away. Seven years ago, Nettie was a senior in high school living in a poor section of Bridgeport, Connecticut and got pregnant. By the fall, she couldn't hide it anymore and didn't want to. She was excited. Her cousin Brittany was pregnant too and now they could be mothers together, but she needed parental care and to get free service for the state. She had to have a birth certificate. Her father, Robert Nancy, was a sometime drug dealer who only saw Nettie now and then. It was her mother, Anne, who raised her and supported her. But when Nettie asked her mother how to get the documents and brushed her off, she said she was going to handle it. Nettie said, I'm reading a newspaper clip. To give you a little more information about this case, Nettie got tired of waiting. She searched through Anne's things, found a document with her name and birth date on it, and brought it to the Bureau of Virtual Something in New Haven. The clerk couldn't find her records. Nettie was furious, but when she pressed a supervisor all but accused her of trying to assume a false identity. She told Nettie that if she kept trying to pass off what she had as ID, she might be arrested. Nettie exploded. Keep it, she said, and left the office. Nettie got home. She told her mother what had happened and shook her head. I told you I was going to handle everything, she said. Before long, the Department of Children and Families called the house for Nettie's mother. Nettie wasn't privy on what they talked about. They might have just asked about the paperwork or they might have mentioned that without proper ID, Nettie would not would need to enter their system, becoming a ward of the state. Whatever they spoke about, Anne called Nettie several days later before leaving work and told her she wanted to talk to her when she was home. When Anne came through the door that night, she went straight upstairs to Nettie's room sat down on the bed and started weeping. In her whole life, Nettie had never seen her mother shed a tear. Why are you crying? What are you crying for? Nettie asked. Your mom left you. And told her. She never came back. It was a full seven years before Nettie learned the results of her story. Her real name was Carlina White. She had been abducted as a newborn baby. 19 days after her birth from Harlem Hospital and never seen again. And Anne Petaway was not only not Nettie's real mother, according to the police, she was her kidnapper. Carl Tyson, is that how you say Tyson? I've been saying it wrong. Has large, bright eyes and caramel colored skin. The resemblance to Nettie is unmistakable. We're having lunch at a dinner near his home in Queens the whole time Nettie was missing, he tells me. 
He never lost faith. I always felt that my daughter was going to come back. I didn't know when, but I knew. Joy was the same way as she always had the feeling. White waited and Carl Tyson had been the first couple among their friends to have a baby. It was 1987, Carl was 22, driving a truck and working nights in a parking garage. Joy was 16 and still in high school. They had grown up in Harlem housing projects across town from one another and were together a year when Joy called Carl at work one day saying she felt sick. Their pregnancy was not planned, but the couple stayed together. Carl Carlina Renee White was born at Harlem Hospital on the afternoon of July 15th, a healthy eight pounds. Julie and her mother took care of the baby at her place and Carl stopped by at the night after work. I mean, this case just amazes me. She solved her own case. Like, that girl is really smart. And then, if she's this smart, she should work for people in missing and children and see what she can help them find other missing children. And we will talk about the kidnapping of Carmelia. I'm very bad with names. One minute I could say it, the next I forget it. Carmelia Mobley. Alexis is what she goes by tomorrow and then we'll compare the cases because dang my head's about to explode i didn't even know there was two cases so similar it is terrifying the movie was good the actors were the actors and actresses were great i am just grateful that the parents have found their kids i hope that never happens to anyone i know or to me or to a family member or friend, or really anyone. But I would say check out the movie, learn about the case, and uh, stay safe. And uh, enjoy the movie as best you can. But also, if you have a gut feeling like she did, look into it. Because apparently sometimes your gut feeling is right. So, stay safe. Have a good week. Talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy the movie. I hope you like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.